Welcome to Marksman, a podcast for men who have been marked by Christ and who are aiming their lives at Christ-likeness. I'm Mark Spellman, your host, and want to welcome you to today's podcast. And if you're catching this live on its release date, then I want to wish you a Happy New Year. That's right, man. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. It's going to be an awesome year. And you say, well, how do you know it's going to be such an awesome year? Because we have an awesome God, and He knows the end from the beginning, and He is for us. The Bible says if God is for us, who can be against us? And so even if something might come against us this year, something unexpected, or maybe just something we didn't plan for, or I mean, even something that's this tragic that you know, none of us ever want to, I mean, we don't have those things scheduled. You know, those aren't on our daytime, you know, like, we're going to have a little uh, crisis coming up, you know, in about a month and a half, I better get prayed up. No, you can't, you can't wait for the, the crisis to get prayed up. We just got to live in Christ and just trust and just know that God's going to have us ready. But here's the good thing. He is so awesome. He is so faithful and he is so for us and committed and fighting for us that even if something does, you know, develop, man, we've got God in our corner and he's on our side. And so that's why I can say with absolute confidence. And why don't you join me, men, and just declare it with absolute confidence It's going to be an awesome 2023. It's going to be my best year yet. It's going to be the best year in my marriage. It's going to be the best year in my finances. It's going to be my best year as a dad and as a father, maybe as a grandparent or an uncle or a best friend or a boss or an employee or whatever you're, you know, you're doing in life. Just declare it's going to be the best. Because we have an awesome God, and He is for us. Amen? Now, of course, if you're not catching this live, then all oh, that might seem a little kind of out of place. But hey, you can at least rejoice in this. Uh, his mercies are new every morning. <laughs> Great is His faithfulness. And so we can treat a brand new day just the same way, the same freshness. So we're going to continue our, our conversation and kind of a study we've been doing on the seven places that Jesus shed his blood. And then what does that mean then to apply the blood of Jesus like they did in the Old Covenant, Exodus 12, where Moses instructed the elders of Israel to have the men apply the blood of that Passover lamb literally to the doorpost and lintel of their houses physically with a a hyssop plant, you know, dunk it in the blood and and sprinkle it and splatter it all over the, you know, the doorpost and the lintel so that when the destroyer came through the land that he couldn't get access because God is covering that house. He was protecting that house and they just, the destroyer just had to pass it by. Well, our faith in the blood of Jesus, who he is the lamb of God, he Through his blood, if we put faith in it, we can keep the destroyer out of our house. And that's why we're taking the time in to dig into this, because I want to partner with you to say in 2023, the destroyer is not getting in my house. The destroyer is not getting in my finances. He's not getting in my body. He's not getting in my marriage. He's not getting in my children. The destroyer is not going to have access 
because I'm going to keep my faith in the blood of Jesus. I'm going to apply the blood of Jesus to my home every day, to my house, to my family, to everything I just mentioned. And so the destroyer is just not going to have access. And so in our recent conversations, we've been talking about those seven places. And let me list them to you again here briefly, and then we'll pick up another one here today. So we talked about the Garden of Gethsemane. Well, he shed drops of blood as he was agonizing in prayer, surrendering his will to the Father's will. And that submission that he was demonstrating in the Garden of Gethsemane, which was really the submission he lived in every single day, but it got so intense in the Garden of Eden that uh, he sweat, as it were, great drops of blood. So that was the first place. And we talked about that in the previous podcast. Then number two, the crown of thorns, he sweat, uh, not sweat, but he had blood come from his brow as they pressed that uh, crown of thorns in mockery. I mean, they dressed him up in a purple robe to mock him. They put that crown of thorns on there to mock him, you know, mock his identity. And so then they, as they pounded that thing into his brow, I mean, he bled all down his face and neck and back as they just mocked him and ridiculed him. Well, that was bloodshed. And so there's a huge bit of redemption that takes place there as we apply the blood of Jesus that was shed through that, uh, that particular part of the, the crucifixion. But then we have the wounds and the bruises. Um, those are two different things, and we'll, we'll break that out in a minute. But then his hands, his feet, and his side. Those are the seven places we'll be talking about. But let's get back now to the wounds and bruises. Maybe we'll just kind of put those together here today. But wounds, that's something outward. Like if you have a wound, I mean, you open it. I mean, obviously, it's going to bleed. But it's an opening on the surface. Now, a bruise, on the other hand, that's a wound that's under the surface, still bleeds, but it doesn't break the skin. You may not see it. I mean, obviously, you can see a bruise. But obviously, the point is some some pain is outward. It's visible. But then other things are inward. But it doesn't matter whether it's outward or whether it's inward. God wants us healed. And I want to read this particular portion out of Isaiah 53. Surely he has borne our griefs. He has carried our sorrows. We did esteem him stricken and smitten of God, even afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, and he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. And so he was wounded for our transgressions and then bruised for our iniquities. And so what we see here is we see two types of bleeding. One is outward, one is inward. And so it is in life. Things happen. Things happen because sometimes we're in a fallen, curse-filled world, and 
people who yield to the devil, who yield to all kinds of dysfunction and trauma in their own life that they're not healed of. So sometimes the things that they do, the things that they say, the way they behave, the way they're doing life, it sometimes is going to affect us, especially if they're in a place of authority or they're in a place of influence in our lives where we just can't get out from underneath. You know, it might be a situation at work. It might be a political figure. It might be a nation, you know, a nation's leader. Um, I mean, people are living from the the level of health that they have in their life. And either Christ has made them whole and Christ is working in their life, or, or maybe he hasn't and they haven't received that yet. But nonetheless, sometimes we are affected. In fact, it's not sometimes. Many times we are we are dealing with things because it's the choice of other people, how they choose to handle us, how they choose to to deal with us, how they behave when they're in our space and they're in our life and we're doing something together. And so sometimes, again, it's just a curse-filled world. Sometimes it's the choices and behavior of others. And then here's where it really hits home, guys. <laughs> sometimes it's our own choices. And that's when I like to say, and I, and it's no joke, but I, I just got to laugh because otherwise I'd cry. You know, <laughs> I wish I could blame the devil and I wish I could blame other people for some of the pain in my life. But no, I had to look in the mirror and I had to realize and take a long, hard look that, no, I made the choice. I made the decision. I overrode a, a reservation I had in my spirit. I I didn't take time to just wait and pause and, and pray and, and not just rush into that purchase or, or rush into that decision to, to go there or to do that or to, to, to start this or to stop this, you know. You know, I just didn't take the time in prayer. I didn't get the heart of God. I didn't wait to hear God, you know, move me on this. And, uh, you know, we've all done there. We've we've all acted from the flesh, you know, just out of impulse, out of feelings. And sometimes whether it's, you know, I mentioned, you know, activities there, but sometimes conversations, you know, sometimes we don't handle conversations right. We don't handle people right. And, you know, so all of these things. We're just talking about the sometimes the pain that's in our life, whether it's the result of the curse-filled world, whether it's the result of people, their decisions, how they are, the, the where they're at in their um, health, you know, emotional health and and maturity that way, or it's uh, it's us, you know, what I'm saying where we're making decisions, whatever it is, if we're wounded, if we're hurting, you know, then there is the blood of Jesus. We can apply, put faith in the blood of Jesus for that healing to come. Now, physically, let's even look at that. Go to Matthew chapter 8, because this is more the outward aspect, because a huge part of Jesus' ministry was healing, a huge part of it. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 and 17, it says, When he arose in the evening, he came, and he says, They brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. He cast out the spirits with his word, and he healed all that were sick. Now, catch that. He healed all that were sick. Everybody who came to him, God healed. Now, not everybody that he ever walked by got healed, but anybody who came to him for healing, they got healed. That's just 
Bible to Bible. There's just Genesis to Revelation. That's the gospel accounts. You read, I've done thorough studies of the healing ministry of Jesus. And anyone who came to Jesus for healing might have took a little bit of a conversation. Might have, They might have had to make some adjustments, but they left healed. And it says, verse 17, that it might be fulfilled by spoken by with that which was spoken by the prophet saying himself took our infirmities and bear our sicknesses now that's the same passage in isaiah 53 i just read so we see physical healing is also a way we can uh, apply the blood of jesus and so men we can see already there's so much we can do to keep the destroyer out of our homes. There's so much we can do through faith in the blood of Jesus to keep him not only out of our homes, but even specifically, we can keep him out of our bodies. And I want to encourage you men, pray for your wife, pray for your children. You know, I'm talking where physical things are concerned. You know, if you got a situation, you know, thank God for, for medical science. Thank God for everything doctors can do. You know, I, I just came through a, a, a wonderful, wonderful miracle myself, and and I'll I'll tell the testimony here sometime in another whole podcast devoted to it. But I thank God for medical science. I thank God for what doctors can do, and what God has given them so that they can do it. But here's the thing: faith in the blood of Jesus. The Bible says, "Lay hands on the sick, and they will recover." So I want to encourage you men, your wife's sick, your children's sick, lay hands on them. Put faith in the blood of Jesus. Put faith in what he did on the cross, that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And take the hyssop of your tongue and put faith in the blood of Jesus and just begin to release faith that they would rise up and get well and get well soon. And so we just take right now, Father, faith in the blood of Jesus, and we just cover our families right now. And if there's anyone sick, anyone listening who's sick, anyone whose family is sick, Father, we just apply the blood of Jesus to them, and we call forth that healing anointing to heal them right now in Jesus' name. 